<clears throat> and we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Scorch the Fears podcast, right? If you are a regular Scorch the Fears viewer um, and you follow Jonah, you know a couple of things. One, you know that Jonah is doing some European tour, right? Which is something that rich people do, right? And so we're happy for Jonah and his absorbent wealth and his ability to randomly travel the planet uh, on a whim. Congratulations, Jonah. Um, I'm happy for you. Hope you have an amazing time. I know you were in Portugal, but based on your Instagram today, it looked like you may have been at an airport. So I don't know if you've gone to another location. Uh, I'm looking forward to updates. Uh, so that's exciting. We know that's what's happening. Here's another thing that happened. If you notice, based on Jonah's story, he's a little nervous about what I'm going to do today, right? He gave like a whole warning, just for the record. I don't know any of these people. And I don't know what Daniel's doing. It's going to be his show. So I'm not going to say that. But if it's a train wreck, blame Daniel. That was the vibe that I'm not sure if that's accurate. That's the vibe I got. So if you follow Jonah, you know that's what you're here for today. <laughs> but that being said, uh, I'm really, really glad to be here. Um, it's always a great time being on the Scorch the Fears podcast. Um, you know, Jonah's done an amazing job of putting together an environment where you can come together, not only talk about real estate, but you can talk about life. You can talk about the process and the journey of living this life and trying to become successful um, at anything you do and uh, usually specifically real estate. Uh, but these conversations can really translate to any industry and any person because all of us are on this journey we call life, right? Uh, so that being said, I'm really, really excited about tonight because I have a couple of guests um, that not only I think are um, going to be great guests, but I think they're amazing people. And, and for me, that's always the, uh, the variable. That's always what matters most. Um, is what kind of person are you? What kind of people are you? Uh, and and the the four people, well, four and a half people that we have with us today, um, are, are among the best. Uh, so I'm really really happy to have you guys here. We work together on it fairly regularly, and I'm just really excited to kind of hear their story, talk a little bit about some of the things that they've dealt with, and hopefully hopefully something that we discuss here. Uh, has a positive impact in your life. So with that being said, um, let's go through some introductions, right? So let's start because you're on the top of my screen here. Let's start with Peyton and Lucy. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, right? Do a little introduction and uh, what made you guys decide to say yes uh, to this invitation today? Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Daniel. And thanks, Jonah, for having us on today. Um, so yeah, we're, we're Peyton and Lucy. Uh, we live just south of Dallas, Texas, and we are real estate investors kind of focusing on wholesaling right now and uh, looking to, you know, take down some fix and flips and add to our portfolio. So, you know, just uh, grinding away, living the dream, figuring out this real estate journey. Yep. We have three kids and so they're obviously a big part of our life. And the working together thing is kind of new for us. I'd say in the past three months or so is when we really started working together in a larger capacity. So we're navigating all of that and just enjoying the ride. And so for my notes, which one of you is Lucy and which one <laughs> is Hayden? <laughs> 
Okay. No, I know that. Right. But it's the way it's the way it's done, right. Uh, no, that's awesome. So, um, you know, I, I, I know that you guys have uh, a, a really cool story. So I'm really looking forward to hearing all of that. As you guys know, they have three children. The next people I'm going to bring up have multiple children as well. Jonah will have this weird requirement. He's like, they're, the, the guests need to have a compilation of at least a half dozen children. Um, <laughs> and so I, I shot for the moon and was like, let's just go for the whole dozen. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's what we have here. Uh, so for, to, to that point, let's bring up uh, the ones and only, the two and only, the two and a half and only, James and Carlin. How are you guys, James? I'd like to thank you for putting a shirt on, right? Oh, Fun yeah, fact, of course. James was topless, topless about three minutes ago. And he was fully intending on doing the Zoom that way, but he decided for the sake of uh, um, the temptation of the ladies out there, because he's uh, very, very astutely built. Uh, he would, he would, he would protect his integrity and put some clothes on. So, anyways, <laughs> so introduce yourself, guys. Just for you. Just for me. Thank you. It was the temptation. It's the temptation for me, James. So, talk to us, guys. All right. Um, so, I'm James Carlin, like George Carlin. Everyone gets that wrong, but. Uh, Thank you for having us on, uh, Daniel and Noah. Jonah. Jonah. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. Bill, Steve. I'm going to get in trouble for that. Mark, <laughs> thank you so much for having us here. We really appreciate anyway. you. <laughs> You're welcome, John. <laughs> we're uh, in New Mexico. Um, we're real estate investors as well, just like uh, Peyton and Lucy were saying. Uh, primarily, we're focusing on wholesale. We work with Daniel a little bit. Um, a little bit. A lot of it. He's kind of been there from the start. So, but um, what do you got to add? Well, working with a partner has been like a literal partner has been definitely the beginning of a journey that we were kind of curious to see what would happen. So we've gone down that road and met Peyton and Lucy and they're pretty close on the same journey as us. So, you know, makes sense. I love it. So the reason why I uh, I thought so with with Jonah leaving, you know, the conversation was like, how do we want to do this? And I wanted to switch things up a little bit. It's kind of my style. I like to just kind of switch things up and bring a little bit of a different flair to things. And so in thinking about how we wanted to have this conversation, I thought it was really interesting to highlight a journey that I think a lot of people are on or have considered. But there's always this inherent fear, which is working or running a business with a significant other right because when we're going through this journey of let's call it entrepreneurship there's a lot of bumps in the road right uh there's a lot of issues that you can run run into there's a lot of things that come up and it's difficult enough to manage those things on your own right but when you add in an entire person that not only do you have to work with you got to live with when you get done working um, it adds some variables to the conversation. So I thought it'd be really, really special to be able to hear from the perspective of two different people uh, or two different couples, rather, who are doing this at a very high level and spend every day walking this journey out. And my hope is that somebody who's listening, who's wondering or who is on this journey themselves or has considered it, um, hopefully this adds a little bit of, uh, of perspective on this. Uh, so we'll go back to you, kind of, Peyton and Lucy. You know, you gave us a little bit of an intro. Let's kind of start a little bit farther back as far as, you know, your guys' journey as a whole. What got you guys into entrepreneurship? Um, have you always been entrepreneurs? Um, if you have, what did you do with the past? If you haven't, what made you make this switch? And my, my, my final question there is, whose idea was it to start this road of being insane 
business owners, right? So let's let's start there. I'll jump in. Um, I've been, I've had kind of an entrepreneurial spirit and been inter interested in entrepreneurship since like since I was a teenager. Um, I had some entrepreneurial ventures at that point, but once I went to college, I just kind of fell into a W two job. I had kids and was married and just wanted stability and or perceived stability. And so I just became very comfortable in a W-2 role for, uh, you know, 10 plus years. And a little over a year and a half ago, started listening to like Bigger Pockets podcast and everything and just kind of understanding that what we were wanting to achieve was going to be much more possible through entrepreneurship. Um, Lucy's got a, a bit of a different <laughs> yes, background. I'm kind of, <laughs> I joke that I'm like a serial entrepreneur. I think this will probably be one of the last entrepreneur things I do because I think this has more longevity, but I've had several businesses before starting the real estate uh, journey with Payton. So I'm like that's just who i am i think i was born an entrepreneur i've always loved it i've always hated working for someone else i've always just wanted to kind of pave my own way and i'm very creative and i have a very uh high risk tolerance i guess yeah. just i'm not afraid to just put stuff out there and fail so that is kind of how i came into it Peyton had already started uh, doing real estate about a year ago. And I just was kind of watching him from the sidelines being supportive, but not really seeing where my place would be in all of it. And then a few months ago, it suddenly just clicked to me, why am I not a part of this? <laughs> like, I have so much that I can bring to the table and so much value that I can bring to our business. And it just hadn't clicked for me until recently. And so that's kind of how I joined him, I guess. Yeah, we, I talked quite a bit about some other kind of power couples in, you know, Pace Morby's community and some other real estate communities and just kind of observing their journey. And I would talk to Lucy about it a lot, but there just, there wasn't interest there for a while. But at the same time, you know, she, she just mentioned <clears throat> the high risk tolerance and just kind of failing forward. And I had a lot more trouble with that. So when you get into kind of like working together as spouses, that was kind of a, a point of contention. Just, you know, when I'm overthinking things and she's got this high risk tolerance, she's just like, why aren't you just going for it? Um, so that's, you know, that's been, we, we can get into all of that, but that's definitely one of the things that's come into play between us working together as spouses or before we even we're actually working together. That's interesting. So let me ask you this, right? So Lucy, you've been entrepreneurial forever. Were you in the midst of doing some other things while Peyton was starting on the real estate journey or were you kind of in a downtime? Where were you at with that? Um, I was kind of at the tail end of the last business that I had. It's still active, but I'm not really pursuing it at the moment. So I was kind of in a place of being at peace with that venture kind of being at its tail end and looking for my next opportunity because that's just how my brain is. Like, 
one thing closes and I'm just thinking, okay, what am I going to do next? Because I have to do something. And so I was kind of like playing all that out in my mind and trying to figure out if I even wanted to do the real estate. Um, and so, so yeah, and then it kind of just hit me one night that why am I not doing this? Like, this is ridiculous. I could have been helping this whole time, but just, I, I don't know why I just couldn't mentally get there. I couldn't envision myself um, in the business. I don't know exactly why, but anyway, sure. I'm glad I finally realized that I could be a part of it. <laughs> well, and sometimes it's a timing thing, right? And it's, it's you know, and, and the timing just isn't right. But I guess what was it when that thing that switch did you know get flipped what was it that kind of captured your attention or was there anything specifically i think it was just realizing that i mean because i obviously know Peyton better than anyone else does and just knowing his strengths but also the areas that he struggles with and knowing that i compliment him in the ways that in the areas that he struggles with and just realizing how much I could help. And so at first it just kind of came as a light bulb moment, moment, like I can help him so much. But then as I got into it, I started to really enjoy it and, and started to actually want to be in it just for myself as well. So. That's awesome. So the first thing wasn't necessarily something real estate related. It was just more husband related. You wanted to be supportive to his journey uh, and realize there were some opportunities to do that. And then you started finding interest in the industry itself and finding some places maybe you could fit in in that process. Yeah. Awesome. That's interesting. Okay. So James and Carlin, same question back to you guys, right? Obviously, you guys have a different background. Um, so for those of you who don't know, James is active duty Air Force. Uh, he's been in the Air Force for over a decade, uh, and that's been his career for a very long time. Um, and something switched, right? And it got you guys on this journey. So tell us your version of this story. What happened? Um, first off, hold the Air Force jokes, all right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, everybody. I can't control what they do in the comments. I don't know. I, after, uh, so like you said, I've been in the uh, military uh, going on 14 years now, and I've always been one to kind of fall in line prior to the military. I, you know, very competitive. I always wanted to be the leader of everything I did. Um, always trying to find new stuff to do. Um, and then I just kind of fell in line because it was my only option at the time to join the military and just got stuck for 14 years. Um, we met like three years ago and ever since we met, she's five years, four, four, four years. I can't say four cause it's not quite four. But, this is clearly going to be a conversation after the podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> if, we see Blake, if we see James blinking, send help. <laughs> she's, uh, she's very, she has a very entrepreneurial, not entrepreneurial spirit. Um, and just kind of that rubbed off on me. She's always looking for something to do, side hustles and everything like that. So, um, it kind of got me sparked back up to do my own thing and, and stop falling in line. And that kind of what led me to real estate. I've always loved real estate personally. Um, I've always wanted to be an architect and I wasn't able to hop into that. So, so after fix and flip episodes and stuff like that, I, I kind of, I know that sounds corny, but I've, I've always loved this side of things. And it just, 
she kind of pushed pushed me over the edge and I jumped into it. I love it. So, Carlin, you you obviously were a little bit of the uh, the driving force behind at least the decision and 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 the, the the idea to open yourself up to that transition. What was it that pushed you into the real estate direction, right? Versus other things that maybe you've done in the past. Um. Well, I've tried every way possible to make money. Last summer, I sold watermelons out of my front yard, Lucy. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. If anybody knows um, Carlin, this makes perfect sense. This is not surprising. I was just told today that they're the best watermelon she ever had because she was she was uh, fussing about us making or growing more. Oh, the lady across the street. Yeah, and the lady across the street. I've tried selling tie dye. Turns out I I like making it. I could care less about like trying to push that on other people because then you have to do like the arts and crafts fairs and. Uh, but. What got us into real estate, actually, our AC exploded, and uh, we didn't really have much of an option. I was trying to figure out, okay, well, maybe I could just go to college, and you know, I was looking for soil sciences, and then, you know, maybe I'll study bugs, or maybe I'll study flowers, or whatever, and then it just got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to figure out something fast, though, and so Wait, I went so to- hold on. So the process, before you continue that, AC goes out and your solutions are college, (laughs) study bugs, (laughs) and dirt. Don't forget bugs and dirt. dirt. Okay. So this is how, if anybody was wondering how to fix your own AC, now, you know, it's either college (laughs) or bugs, guys. That's the direction you got to go. It's college and bugs, actually. College and college about bugs. College about bugs. Yeah. College about bugs. uh, So there's like that click. I was like, okay, I'm not going to be able to, you know pay off an AC with a college degree. So I went down a YouTube rabbit hole and was like, okay, let's see if I could find the latest and greatest pyramid scheme. Um, Very nice. And I stumbled across someone that was like, oh yeah, you can wholesale a house in three easy steps. Turns out it's uh, not three steps. Um, (laughs) But... But that was the point where I was like, okay, well, I'm, I guess I'm going to figure this out because this seems more logical than college. And so James had me connect with one of his buddies, Jesse, up in Alaska. We talked to Jesse. He taught us about the pillars. And by that point, I was like, okay, we stumbled across our own failures for trying to deal with a FISBO property. And then I got to the point where I was like, okay, we need a mentor. So I guess we'll figure that out. And I found pace on uh, the driving for dollars, which led to me posting on the creative financing, which led us to Daniel. And you've been um, trapped with us ever since. I've been, what was that word again? Trapped. Trapped. Sort of trapped. He messaged <laughs> us. I would say we're trapped. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> I, mean, that's <laughs> I don't know. If you're not sure, that means my plan is working. Right. <laughs> Um, but no, so I mean, it's a uh, Perlina made a comment. Yeah, it's it's more than uh, than three steps, right? Uh, and it, it it is work, right? But that's what entrepreneurship's about. And I think that's one of the things that actually discourages a lot of people when they go to start this journey, is that it's simple, but it's not easy, right? And what that means is that there it can be summarized down to maybe three easy steps, but those steps because had could have a lot of work that goes into each step, and there's hurdles that you encounter and obstacles that need to be overcome 
And sometimes that's difficult to do by yourself, right? So obviously, Carlin, you had the, the good enough intuition to say, let me not try to figure this out on my own. Um, let me reach out to somebody else and, and, and kind of see if you can, you can find some help, right? Is that kind of what the process was? She did not want to. Yeah. It, really? Uh, she, whenever, so she's like, she messages me and she's like, I just bought a couple of Amazon, or I just bought a couple of real estate books off Amazon. And I was like, oh, oh great. We're about to go down an expensive rabbit hole of real estate. And <laughs> I was like, uh, well, oh, I'm supposed to be supportive. I'm her husband. So <laughs> I was like, all right, well, if we're going to do this, message uh, Jesse, because Jesse is always posting about real estate and everything. And I was like, man, he's got to know what he's doing. He's buying houses for a cup of, uh, for cost a cup of coffee. I'm like, you need to get contact with him. And so then uh, she's like, no, I don't want to do it. It's weird. He's just really, one your, he's one of your guy friends. I don't want to talk to him. Um, like you can okay. message him. And I was like, this isn't my gig. Like you need to message him. And then later that night after she, she talked to him, we, I mean, we all got on a phone to get called together. And then, uh, then I realized that I had been in the wrong career for 14 years. And I need wow. to make a life change. <laughs> so talk about that for a minute, right? Because that's a pretty big revelation to happen on a phone call. So what happened there? What was it that kind of flipped that switch for you to make you realize, hold on, I'm doing the wrong thing? Just, um, I always thought that it took insane amount of money um, and oh, a sense. real estate license to get into real estate. I just thought that that was like a requirement. Like you need to have money to be able to purchase a property in order to get that investment return. Um, and a real estate license to be able to buy, sell, um, and hold all the you know, properties of that nature. Um, and then just talking to him and, and him explaining it, giving us kind of like a breakdown of the pillars and, and the, it's not just buying real estate, it's actually helping people, which we're both, about is helping people, making sure people are, you know, we can help out in any way um, and just kind of hit all of our values. And I don't know, just, I, I'm coming up on 14 years in the military. I was going to do 20, retire at 38. Um, but from that phone call, something changed and just it lit a spark in me. And I, that's the route I wanted to go. That's really, really interesting, right? Um, so was there anything in particular? Well, so was it the realization that the there wasn't as many obstacles as you thought Correct. that that really kind of made that difference? Yes, it, it felt obtainable. Okay. So first you time had, I've heard about it. So you had potentially considered going down this road before, but it was just there was too many options. Those options scared you away. And so you said, maybe this isn't for me or maybe this isn't the right time. You have a conversation that tells you, you know what, this actually is doable. Um, you can consider this. Actually, you probably should consider this. And for that, for you, everything changed. Is that more or less this, the situation? Yes. Okay. Yep. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and I think so. I think that goes into a couple of different things. Right. Um, and I just set it up. I went live on Instagram. What's going on, Instagram? If you guys are watching this, you end up seeing this. Click the link in the bio. We're here live with Peyton, Lucy, James, and Carlin talking about the journey of doing business with a spouse. 
uh, or a significant other. Um, so if you guys are interested, click the link in the bio. Go over to the Scorch the Fears podcast. Watch us live. I will keep this going on. What is going on? Um, I will keep this on for a couple of minutes. Uh, but if you guys want to watch the full thing and see everybody's conversation, make sure you jump over here uh, via the link in the bio. Um, so uh, yeah, you, you guys got to jump in. Jump in and give us some comments, right? Because <laughs> you all are doing the very same thing. Um, okay. So we got some couples uh, that are uh, commingling business and life uh, in the comments here on Instagram as well. So, you know, I think this goes back to what you had mentioned, uh, a statement that you made. Um, and I think it, uh, Peyton, and it ties perfectly back to what James was just talking about. You had talked about the fact that you fell into, even though you always had an inclination towards entrepreneurship, you fell into the habit of um, being a double U2 because of security. And then you corrected yourself and you said perceived security, right? So talk to us a little bit about that. What do you mean when you say that? I Going through that, as we kind of try to, if you will, get ahead in life, um, it felt at the time like the way to do that was just work hard harder and work harder and hope for a raise and hope for a bonus, ask for a raise and ask for a bonus and kind of just be constrained to, you know, the, the bounds of the W2. Um, and I think that I, I say that because I had, I had already realized before what I'm about to say that it was a perceived security. Um, but when COVID happened, the company that I worked for went away. <laughs> so in that regard, that that was not security. I had no control over that, regardless of my own performance within the company. Um, it was it was perceived security. And so I found myself uh, on my own and I was able to quickly recover from that and put the skills that I had to work um, independently. But I knew from that point that for me, I was ready to dedicate to to entrepreneurship and having equity in what I'm working for. Yeah. It's always been hard for you because honestly, he's like such a good employee. <laughs> like everyone always loves him. Like at his W2 jobs, he's just always done really well in that. So that makes it even harder to break away from it because it's like, they want you there. They want to promote you. They want you to be like, part of their inner circle or, or whatever. And so it's like, it's a struggle to walk away from that when you're doing well in it and then start something else that's unknown. And like, there's no guarantees that it'll work out. Yeah, that was definitely a big part of it. Just um, stepping away from that, you know, somewhat guaranteed paycheck and just facing it and putting in the work. And, you know, it's like, again, I've got three kids to provide for. Like, what happens if, if something doesn't go the way I plan? Um, so we've, I don't know, we're working through that. I love it. Well, and I love the way that you said perceived security, right? Because what is security, right? And I think that's something that a lot of times when you're, when you're living your life and you're focused in the moment, in the here and now, what needs to be taken care of today, it's very easy to say, well, at least I have this guarantee, right? 
guarantee that's coming in. And 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 so we we call that security. But to your point, I don't think people realize that from a long term perspective, are we asking ourselves if it is that secure? Right. Do we so do we stop looking at the micro day to day concerns of just making sure this bill gets paid and start looking at the macro? And let's say let's talk about quality of life. Let's talk about a future, right? There was a conversation generations ago, which is unfortunately really not on the table anymore, where you left an inheritance for your children, right? You were considered a bad parent if you didn't leave a legacy and something for your children and your children's children, right? But now we're just talking about paying the bills. We're not living generation to generation. We're living paycheck to paycheck. And that's a problem, right? So I guess from your perspective, and I don't know if you've ever thought about it like that, but is that something that being a person who realized that security is relative, have you ever looked at it from that perspective? Or does hearing that maybe change how you look at things and make you say, you know what, maybe I thought I was being secure and focused on security, but my security was short-sighted and I got to be secure at a much bigger scale than what I've been used to. I'll jump in here. I, I, I have thought about that uh, because I've seen grandparents and great uncles and aunts step in uh, in family situations where they're able to do exactly what you just described and they're able to pass things on or um, help in ways that some future generations don't seem like they're uh, on on the course for. Um, and more so, I, I want to not just not just wealth monetarily, but we want to show our kids and teach them we want to leave that legacy of how to you know be able to help others in a meaningful way um so yeah yeah i think i mean that's exactly what got us thinking because we were just in that w2 grind and realizing like we will never achieve our bigger higher goals if we stay in this and so like the security that we're looking for is so much more than just a regular paycheck, like you said. And we realize like we're not going to be able to do that in in a W-2. So. So here's here's my final question to this point for you guys. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Peyton, you had what may be may have been considered at the time and for many people may may be considered a bad a negative experience in that your security went out of business right you you know and and that was no longer a, a a a source of security for you um but for people who maybe don't have that situation right and they're content in where they're at right now because their needs at least currently are met or maybe for the next six to 12 months are covered right for someone who isn't facing a situation where they have no choice but to be self-reliant speak to them for a second from your perspective is it worth the risk right um to jump out and create something of your own and two now that you are in a situation that you're on the other side of that fence or you're leaving to the other side of that fence do you see yourself ever looking back or have you permanently redefined your definition of secure uh yes i i've 
permanently to redefined it. And I've got, I mean, I've got people from, you know, my other line of work dangling, dangling that carrot of a W2 and, you know, trying to make it look as attractive as possible. And it's just, my mindset is not there anymore. Um, I don't know that I'm an advocate for most, I mean, you know, this might not be for most people, but I'm not an advocate for most people just going cold turkey on their W-2 and jumping straight into real estate with a, no foundation, um, you know, to each their own on that. But I do think that you can prioritize your time and energy into beginning to, to build something. Um, while you're still working a W-2, you can leverage your W-2 to do that. But you know, I would say if you're wanting to go that route, then doing nothing about it is is not. I would also say, just to add to that, like, if you're just in a cushy situation and all your needs are met, you're probably not thinking bigger. And like for us, there's so much that we want to accomplish that has nothing to do with us. It's about other people. Um, people that we want to help, communities that we want to serve. And none of that's possible if we just stay in our little box of just having our daily needs met. And so I would just encourage, like, what goals do you have outside of just yourself and your immediate family? And is leaving your W-2 to pursue something bigger than that going to help you achieve those goals? Because for us, it does. Yeah, I think there's a there's a philosophy out there and a person can ascribe to this philosophy or not. Uh, but the philosophy is that if all you're doing is worrying about making sure that you and your family and the people you care about are provided for, that you're being selfish. Right. Because your your outlook should be bigger than yourself. Um, some people disagree with that. I personally agree with it. I think that you should be thinking bigger than yourself. Right. And your impact should be bigger than you. Right. But all of us have a different purpose and, and plan that we're trying to enact or walk out in our own lives. So um, and I so one final thing that came up as you guys were speaking, what do you say to people? Right. Because, you know, there's like Gary Vaynerchuk and the Gary Vaynerchuks of the world say that entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Not everybody should have their own business. Right. You should really, really count the cost before you go down this journey because it may not be for you. Um, what do you say to something like that, right? To somebody who maybe this just isn't for them or they think it's not for them. Should they challenge that and give it a shot anyways? Should they find some alternative routes to just sustaining themselves financially other than the W-2 that maybe aren't entrepreneurship? What are you guys' thoughts on that? I think that if we're, if let's, I'll speak to real estate for just a second. I think that you don't necessarily have to be an entrepreneur to invest in real estate and that there's so many opportunities that our eyes have been open to through the communities that we're in of different ways that you can invest in yourself and in your future um, that aren't necessarily breaking away completely from that into entrepreneurship. To answer your question a little more directly, I guess my opinion on that would, would be that if that is of interest to you and you're willing to put in the work, then it can be for you. But don't do it alone. Amazing. I'll, 
I love that. Um, and that's actually actually a great perspective. And it's one of the things that I love about real estate is you can still invest in real estate without running a real estate business and still have that cash flow. There's a reason why the most wealthy people on the planet all own real estate. Um, and so if you're not familiar with how that works, you should definitely look into it and reach out to somebody that you know who's doing real estate to see how that works. Because um, maybe if entrepreneurship for you is not for you, maybe investing in the right places is. Uh, so talk to some people. And if you say, I don't know anybody, well, you're looking at three people uh, and you know Jonah as well, if you're here possibly. So you, you know somebody, right? Reach in, send them a message, send them multiple messages if you have to, but it's worth asking, right? Uh, because you know no one ever wants to be in a scenario where what they thought was their security Security, which is their their job uh, goes away and then they don't have a, a plan B right so that being said so let's let's talk to you uh, James right from your perspective obviously you have what many might consider the definition of a secure job right um, you are you know a, a member of uh, the United States military right you got a guaranteed paycheck on the first and the 15th that's coming through no matter what right that is for for some right there are some families who think that that is the definition of security, right? Join the military, retire, then you get a paycheck for life, right? Yet here you are like, ah, I wanna get out of here. How do I do this, right? I was in the military and I was ready to go too, right? So speak to that. Obviously the military is not for everybody, right? Just like entrepreneurship isn't for everybody, but what would that switch for you guys that made you say this security isn't secure enough? Um, so it is very secure and I was, we had just talked, like we had just gone through like conversations, probably three, four months that we were going to stay in for 20 years because of how secure it was. And I needed, we needed to provide for our family and that was the way to do it. And that was a guarantee. Um, I guess we've always been very ambitious people. We're always trying to do uh, way beyond our means, um, whether that be for our family or helping someone else. Um, we're always trying to do more. And honestly, our the paycheck has just been holding us back. The The switch was just being able to, like when we found real estate um, and just the possibilities just opened up to us. Um, the only limit is ourselves at this point. And well, I actually have to go to work every day. So that's kind of a limit on my time. But <laughs> like I want to show up every day. Now, fortunately, because you're in the Air Force, you only have to work half days, right? And so I that's a, a positive chair. for the branch that you cho chose. And I get a nice chair. And you get a nice chair. Yes. And a yes. good and 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 good golfing. And uh, apparently a lot of tank tops, which is what you wanted to wear on the podcast today. I'm going to apologize, especially to any of the ladies out there, right? Because this guy was full G.I. Joe before I started this podcast. I made a comment. He felt uncomfortable and he got dressed. But it would have been a different kind of show had he stayed the way he was. Just the thing. <laughs> um, okay, so your motivation there was not even just yourself, but oddly enough, based on what we were saying, is you wanted to be in a position to just do more. Is that really kind of what that came down to? Yeah, Carlin actually came up with one of the so we we always looking to help people and she we have a we like to help out the homeless people. Well, she kind of introduced me to that and that we find real joy in that and I'll let her go into it um, now. But um, she had some good ideas with that and that kind of 
this gave us the possibility to be able to do that. So go ahead. I've always kind of made it like a life ambition at some point to be able to open like different kinds of sanctuaries, different kinds of shelters. Um, and at one point when we were actually starting the real estate stuff, we were driving to Las Cruces and there was a lot of, you know, homeless veterans on the street. And I was like, wow, it'd be really cool to like be able to like, you know, make a shelter for them. So they're not just panhandling and stuck on crappy corners. And so we kind of started digging around with that and it opened up the possibilities for different kinds of strategies that I've started implementing in like long-term goals. Um, so there's that, but since I was a kid, my mom would always collect like, like jackets and gloves and hats and stuff like that. And we would take it to the homeless shelter every year. And so that's kind of something that I've kept up with my kids where we have, I keep water in my car for them. I keep, I have little, um, I called them my homeless kits. They have like socks, they have a little first aid kit, uh, some snacks, um, razors for like, if they were to get a job interview, they could clean themselves up. So stuff like that and being able to do real estate, it's not like I could just make like one or two kits at a time. Now I can actually make like, you know, keep 10, 15 kits in my car at a time because it does get expensive. And so that was kind of like where I was like, oh, so I can do a lot more than that. And my my long-term goal went from, okay, I want to save up a little bit of money to be able to, you know, contribute to charity to, okay, so I'm going to do this whole thing. And I have, I want to get this done and this done and this done. And then I want to get this done. And by the way, I want to open an elephant sanctuary and also this. Like, Tell people. No, I want people to know. I want them to come see my elephants. Yeah. But being in real estate now, it's an actual possibility. Like the sky's the limit. We're the only ones holding ourselves back. If, you know, if something's holding us back, it's a, it's ourselves. It's not like sitting point. around on a W-2 because that was one of the other options we weighed when our AC exploded is, okay, well, I could go work at a pistachio farm again and, and, and yeah. pay for college amounts of bugs, college about <laughs> bugs, pistachios. And, and this I, is yeah. a potential path to, to fixing air conditioning. Yeah. For all the HVAC people out there, if you didn't know, now you know. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And then so that's oh go ahead, go ahead. oh and yeah just it provided so many opportunities for us I mean it, I I lost my train of thought because I was yeah so you were looking at yourself in the mirror <laughs> no <laughs> I was there oh look at this guy all right that's that's a good transition into the next section here yeah um, but you know, I think that this, you know, it really like the thing that I love about what you're saying is you wanted to get into entrepreneurship so you can help be able to provide more kits for homeless people. And now you got into an industry that will actually put you in a position to buy, provide homes for homeless people. Right. And that's one of the keys that I think a lot of people miss when it comes to entrepreneurship is not just finding a vehicle is finding the right vehicle and a vehicle that's got enough meat on its tires to get you all the way. Right. Um, and real estate is definitely one of those industries. So uh, as we transition into this next section for everybody who's here on Instagram, uh, if you've been watching this or uh, um, if you guys have a couple of minutes and you're interested in this conversation, I'm here with Carlin, James, Peyton and Lucy, uh, two amazing couples that are doing business, that are doing life and that are doing real estate at a high level as a couple. Click the link in the bio. 
Go and look for the live podcast that is on that channel. I'm on the Scorch the Fear podcast, filling in for Jonah uh, Corchin. Uh, make sure you jump in. Be a part of the conversation. Hope to see you guys over there soon. So here's, you know, when it comes to these types of conversation, guys, right? Like, you know, you you, you made a comment towards, you know, towards your wife here because that's who she is. She's not just your business partner. She's your wife. Um, let's talk about that, right? While we have you all up here, what there is the part of having someone that you do business together, right? But combining that with someone that you're doing life together is a little bit different. Um, were you guys scared at all? Was there ever a scenario where you guys were like, ah, I don't want this to, I'm getting a no head, no head shake here. So you guys were never concerned about, could this impact our relationship? Um, our relationship, no. no. At no point was I concerned that this would cause any sort of setbacks with our relationship. Um, we kind of have like a, it, it's more, it comes down to communication. So one of the things, you know, you're going to bed at night, you talk about what you did in the day. And since we work together, we're obviously probably going to be talking about the same thing. And every now and then you get to the point where you're like, oh man, we're talking about work a lot maybe we need to step back and talk about something else. And it, it's really easy to kind of like get stuck in the the whole thought process of, oh, well, what if we did this with this property? What if we did it this way with this property? And you, you kind of have to be able to recognize when it's time to, I, I can't remember where I heard it, but, you know, take your work hat off and put your spouse hat on. And so okay. I think that's the hardest part of working with your partner is knowing when it's time to stop talking about what you're doing for your business and start talking about what you need to do for your family and what you need to do for, you know, the, the people around you that you care about. So one thing that I've noticed about you, Carlin, which I really appreciate is that it seems like when you started this journey, you took it seriously, right? You weren't just figuring it out and stumbling your way through you were intentional right anybody who knows me knows i'm very big on being intentional making intentional decisions on what you're doing instead of just living your life at the mercy of what happens and then being reactionary to everything and wondering why you're always stressed out right so one of the things that i've noticed that you do is i got a smirk out of peyton and lucy i need more information. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but one of the things that I noticed that you do is you're really big on reading, right? Yes. Um, and 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 finding books. So is there something that you've done from a, whether it's a book or a habit or something that you uh, deployed in your relationship that helps you be intentional about where you draw those lines and how maybe you, you know take the work head off and put the personal hat on? Have you gotten to that point yet? Or are you still figuring it out? Where are you at with that? I've read a lot of books, um, but actually I haven't really read any targeted towards working with your spouse specifically. Most of the books I read are actually how I need to benefit myself because if I'm not benefiting myself, then I can't really benefit anyone else. So my primary focus when it comes to books um, is things like, you know, Failing Forward, Atomic Habits, The Go-Giver things like that, because I think a lot of the intention behind it is more towards yourself in order to be intentional in your day-to-day -day life. Okay. okay. Um, so when it comes to the being able to, I guess, take that work hat off, 
do you guys think you're doing okay in that department? They were getting a laugh from, from James. Is this, have you guys mastered that yet? Or are you still figuring it out? I've been working on that for 14, like ever since I started working, I'd say till I was 14 years old, I've been okay. working on, on that. I mean, for anybody, it's incredibly difficult to, cause I mean, if you're trying to succeed in life, you're always looking for that next step and that doesn't stop whenever you get off of work. So with me and her, with me and her and this real estate thing, um, I've been practicing since I knew her because the military life's not the least stressful job in the world. I mean, um, right now I'm sitting in a pretty, uh, pretty cushy, uh, desk job, but it's still got its stressors. And I mean, if I bring work home, then I, you know, it affects her and I don't want to do that. So, I mean, I've been working on this for quite a while and we've run off of each other and we've been, we, we get along very well. So it's just kind of easy for us. If one of us starts to get too far into like something that's stressing us out with work or whatever it is on um, the other person just says, Hey, yo, um, hey, yo, you, you need to, you need <laughs> hey, to check yo, yourself throttle back. <laughs> um, and it might not be the best. It might might not be the best uh, thing to say. I'm guilty of saying it at all the wrong times, and I get in trouble for it. But after a few minutes, um, yeah, it, it. I think we're pretty good at turning the putting the spouse hat on and taking the work hat off. It just it's trial and error, and I think after being with her for as long as we've been together, um, I think that we've got it pretty figured out. It does take work though. And it does take communication like she was saying. Okay. Um, now that was what you guys did with your air force bringing the work home when the military things, is that still translating over to you guys being in business together? Yeah. Okay. So Perlina makes a comment, which I think is a very, very fair question. It says, it sounds like step one is having a strong relationship. Um, I'll ask you guys and then we'll switch over to Peyton and Lucy. What do you think? Right. How would you say that? And Carlin's not here. So you can say what you want. Right. <laughs> so actually what I've been wanting to say, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yes. So one of the best decisions and this, I'm not saying this for anyone out there that, you know, doesn't, is not religious or anything like that, but one of the best decisions um that we made as a couple is um going to church together um and i mean we've been going to church together since we met i mean we've been doing it since we were dating um had a little stagnant for a while there when we got complacent but right before we got into real estate we started um watching church every single sunday because we can't really go to it we couldn't go to it because of covid and everything like that um but we started praying together and that was one of the things that brought us closer together relationship wise is we at night we would actually pray out we pray out loud together every single night and we've been doing that for about eight months and just ever since then um being able to hear what the other person needs or their goals what they want um or whatever they're just that vulnerability of speaking to god together um that brought us to an entirely different level in our relationship and it kind of built to the point now where i mean we may have disagreements but at the end of the night we know we're going to have to pray together um and that kind of you know 
I think that really helps um, the cooperation and working together and being able to step away from the, the work hat and put on the spouse hat and just being able to be there for each other. So I love that a lot, right? Um, I think there's a couple of things that you pointed out here that think are, are really important to know, right? So if we break that down, it sounds like one intentionality, right? Which we discussed before. Um, and, you know, that that core foundation of faith gave, gave you guys like neutral ground, right? Where, you know, a lot of times I think when we're in relationships, whatever the relationship is, it be, it's very easy for it to become you versus me, your point versus my point, your side versus my side, right? Um, but then when you have this neutral ground where this isn't about you or me, it's about this is where we come together. This is where we discuss our faith. Um, it sounds like that ended up being a place not only where you guys had to put your differences aside and you were forced to come together, but it sounds like you were also forced in that moment on that neutral ground to be vulnerable, right? And and be vulnerable with each other and make it about something that's bigger than both of you. Um, and so it sounds like the answer is yes, having a strong relationship does help being able to be in business together, but these are some of the things that you did to build the foundations of the strong relationship. Is that more or less a, a, a fair summary? Shima, I, you didn't say your opinion on any of that, but <laughs> I don't want to speak for it. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome, Colin. If you have any thoughts on that or if anything you want to add or if you, you know, if you got it right, that, I mean, whatever your thoughts are. I'd say he, he nailed it. Like just like you can't really hide anything and, you know, depend like if you're religious or you're spiritual or whatever, you have something higher that you're looking for in yourself. And, you know, when you go to that higher place for yourself with another person that puts you on a very, very vulnerable playing field. I mean, yeah. he knows what I'm worried about. He knows who like who's on my mind, who's who I feel like I need to be praying for. Like there's really not a whole lot that is hidden. <laughs> you want to feel vulnerable. If you haven't done it, pray together out loud. Not, with your not everyone prays. I know not all of everyone prays. For but those who do, sure. Who do. Yeah. Just try it. Well, it, I think that's, that's, that's an amazing segue. And I'm glad you bring that up because, um, you know, Peyton and Lucy shared in their bio that faith, is a big part of their life. Um, so if you guys don't mind, talk a little bit about that, you know, um, you know, with faith being a big part of who you guys are as people and who you are in your, in your marriage, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Has this also played a role in y'all's relationship? And, you know, let's translate that into your ability to potentially even work together. Well, I absolutely love what James shared. I just, that is so awesome and we are so similar in in many ways um but yeah faith is a big part of our relationship both obviously with each other but you know personally as well a big part of our personal development is tied it up in our faith and um so for us, that is the foundation for everything we do, whether that's our relationships with our friends and family, our business, our marriage, it all builds on our mutual faith that we have. Um, 
So I don't know if you want to. <laughs> no, and that's that's well said. I, we're I don't have a lot to add simply because we are on the same page with that. I mean, it's <clears throat> what we build everything on. Yeah, amazing. So let me ask you this, right? You guys kind of chuckled a little bit when I was talking about being intentional. Um, is this something that you guys, you know, what are your what are your thoughts on that? You know, what where does does intentionality play in what you guys do? I think that well, we laugh because of our personalities. I'm a very intentional person, and uh, not that Peyton's not intentional, but. Um, we just approach things differently. And so that's probably where that <laughs> reaction came from. But I mean, yeah, we we are strive strive to be intentional in everything that we do. And um I think that that's important. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> So, no, it, it does, right? Because a lot of times when we go through life, I think life has a way of giving you signs of the things that need to, to, to be paid attention to, right? You know, we, you guys heard us have this conversation uh, a little bit yesterday, right? And I think life and, you know, whether you call it just life or God or the universe or whatever you want to call it, you know, life will put these things in your path to remind you when it's time to course correct, right? And I think a lot of times in life as people, right, who are busy and have families and responsibilities and struggles and all of these different things, goals, right, it becomes very easy to allow the things to become the distraction rather than the objective, right? And it becomes really easy to fall into that trap, right? So the thing that you're trying to accomplish becomes the reason you don't accomplish it right? I really, really want to focus on being successful, right? Or I want to focus on being in shape, right? But I can't get in shape because I'm too busy doing this and I'm too busy doing that. And it's just like, you know, everything is going to be, every life is full of difficult things, right? But sometimes you have to choose your difficult, right? Choose which difficult you want to have. Do you want to have the difficulty of forcing yourself to get up every morning and be intentional and eat healthy and go to the gym or work out? Or do you want to deal with the difficulty of constantly being ill and having to go to the hospital and dealing with other health struggles, right? Choose your difficult, but it's it's usually up to you as long as you're intentional. And I think that's why intentionality is so important, because when you don't take that route and you allow yourself to just be at the mercy of life happening to you, then you start to lose your autonomy of choice. And you don't have the choice anymore because it's no longer up to you. You've surrendered it to all of the things that you were using as excuses over the years to not take that control, not take authority over the things that are happening in your life and decide what direction you want to go. Um, these are easy traps to fall into. And usually the reason they're so easy is because we fall into them without even realizing. Right. Next thing you know, you wake up and you're like, wow, how did I end up here? How did this become my reality, right? For anybody who's watching right now, right, who's sitting there, how many of you guys have ever been in a scenario where you looked around at your life and are like, how am I here, right? <laughs> Usually, it's, it's a result of lack of intentionality, right? So let's talk a little bit more about that, guys. In, in your opinion, faith is a foundation. You've intentionally made the choice to get into entrepreneurship 
uh, Lucy, you intentionally made the choice to, to to partner up with Peyton in this journey. Peyton, you're intentionally choosing to avoid the the carrot that's being brought presented to you in W two land and focus on new opportunities. What's motivating you to do that, and how are you keeping yourselves? on the same path and holding each other accountable like do you guys have some practices that keep you guys motivated every day to stay on this journey so mindset is something that i continue to um i don't know battle with and but at the same time i, I had kind of a switch about a year and a half ago where i just i i became determined that i i can make this work like this, this can work for me. Um, and that has never left me. And I think up until that point, um, well, we definitely kind of had that, like, how, how did we end up here? Um, and it was honestly a lot through my lack of intentionality. Um, and so that's been something that I've, I've really been working to grow uh, in my own mindset and in our life over the past year and a half. Uh, Carlin mentioned the book Atomic Habits a few minutes ago, and that was a big one for me because I just realized, like, I need to really define what, who do I want to be? Like, what kind of man do I want to be? Who do I want to be for my family? Who do I want to be in life? And then work backwards and figure out what are the actions that that person takes? What are the things I need to do on a daily basis to, to make that change? Um, and so I, I, you know, like I said, it's, I'm a work in progress, um, but <laughs> I'm on that, I'm on that right path now, I feel like, and I, I think I got away from your question, but. Well, I'll follow that with, um, you know, this isn't for everyone. Not everyone has the same faith that we have, but since it's so important to us, one thing that we have started doing since the beginning of this year is we both read our Bible every morning. And that's like a non-negotiable for us. And for us, that kind of just sets the tone for our entire day. And no matter what else happens during the day, we have we have done the thing that is most important to us personally. And there are other things like that we make a priority even over our business. And that's been hard sometimes for us because, you know, we are not just hundred percent consumed with success in real estate. There are so many other things that are important to us. And um, so just kind of keeping perspective and not getting caught up in the the hustle grind mentality that I mean, and if that if people like that, then that's great for them. But for us, we take a more balanced approach to life, I guess. And so we try to keep all of those things in perspective and keep our priorities, our priorities. So. Yeah, I, I really, really love that. And I think that it's important to know, because I think a lot of times <clears throat> and you guys, I say this all the time, but personal development is this thing that's become popular over the last decade or so. Right. Mm -hmm. It's been around for longer than that, but it's much more mainstream now than it used to be. And my concern or one of the issues I take with the personal development world is that a lot of times they take the personal out of the personal development and everybody's supposed to do the same things right like team no sleep 
right? If you're sleeping eight hours, you're not going to make it. You got to do this. Hustle, grind, repeat. You know what I mean? It's on my shirt, right? Um, <laughs> um, shout out to you for making this for me. It's super dope. Um, but it's not the same for everybody. Everybody's recipe is not going to be the same. And we need to learn how to be okay with this, right? If anybody has seen or goes back and watches my first podcast with Jonah on this channel where we talked about fear, I go into that. And I, I go into really defining things and knowing yourself, who we are, understanding ourselves, knowing our identity and being okay with these things is a foundational requirement to growth. Because if you don't, if you don't, what you'll find yourself doing is getting stressed out getting pulled way too thin in all of these different directions saying, I'm doing all of the right things, but it's still not working, right? And my question to that person is, are you sure you're doing the right things, right? Because good advice is not always the right advice. And in order to know the right advice for you, you really got to take some time to get to know yourself, right? For some people waking up in the morning at 5 a.m. and hitting the gym and not giving yourself and don't touch your devices and do all these different things. For some people, that's the right path, right? And working 12, 15 hour days and not giving yourself any types of excuses to be able to relax until the end of the day. And that's your reward. That's the right choice for some people. But for some other people, the right choice is waking up in the morning and reading your Bible with the person that you love, right? And it's kind of like that story that was that went viral for a while there about that Navy SEAL um, instructor. And his advice was every single day, if you want to be successful, wake up and do what? Make, Make your, your bed. bed. Make your bed. That's it. Why? Because sometimes it's the tiny wins that allow us to get to that next win. And, you know, it's the saying that how do you eat an elephant? Well, if you go to her, uh, Carlin's Elephant Sanctuary, you don't eat elephants. But outside <laughs> you'll, you'll end up in the ground under the elephants. <laughs> but outside of that, you do it one bite at a time, right? And there's so many of us that were so focused on taking over the world. But just right now, maybe you should just focus on making your bed, right? Give yourself a win because that win will give you encouragement. And it'll give you the strength and the energy to push towards win number two and win number three. And there are so many people who could have had five or 10 or 20 small wins who aren't winning at all because they're stepping over those wins to try to win at scale, right? And now they're discouraged and they're defeated, not realizing that they could have been winning a lot of times. And sometimes it's the little wins that become the stepping stones to that at scale win. Um, so that's why I would really, really encourage to everybody um, in whatever it is that you're doing, make it a point to take a step back, look at yourself in the mirror and say, who am I? What is important to me? And here's the challenging part. After you do all of that, if you realize that what's important to you makes no sense to anybody in the world, your mama don't get it, your daddy don't get it, your aunties, your uncles, your cousins, your best friends, your business partner, and sometimes for a season, maybe even your significant other, even if they don't get it. You got to give yourself permission to allow yourself to say, you know what, but this is just what I need right now, right? 
and maybe you need to pause for a minute. And my guess is, right, my guess is if the person you love loves you back, they're going to be okay and give you that space, right? And sometimes maybe that's not your, that maybe that's a rest stop for you and that's not your destination and that's okay. It's easy to confuse those two. But allow yourself to have the rest stop because sometimes you just need to refuel. Take a quick nap, get yourself refreshed and get back on that road. And that, that's the hard part because a lot of times we don't allow ourselves the thing, the, 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 the reprieve that we need because we're scared about what other people might think about it, right? Who cares? Know yourself and do what's right for you for a season. There's a fine line between doing that and being selfish, but I, usually we know the difference if we're being honest with ourselves. So be honest with yourself. Find somebody around you that you can, that you love and that you know loves you back and that will give you honest answers if you're not sure and maybe get some advice from other people. But start walking the path that's right for you and give yourself permission for the little wins because that's how you get to the big end results. Um, at least that's my opinion on the topic. <laughs> Right. Um, so let's transition this over to James and Carlin, James and Carlin for you guys. Right. And we'll start wrapping up towards the end of the show here. You know, they have talked about some of the habits that they have. Right. You talked about some of the things that have helped you guys stay strong in your relationship. What are the habits or some of the things that you guys do on a day to day basis to keep yourselves motivated in business, to keep yourselves from getting discouraged, to keep yourself from getting overwhelmed? What are some of the things that you guys have found that work well for you? Um, having a good team and a good support system is probably the biggest thing that keeps me motivated because, you know, there are days where, um, I do beat the crap out of myself and I am notorious for that. And that's actually a big part of how we ended up going down this road is because, you know, if you want to get raw, I take depression medication and I need it and I know I need it, but I also know that you can't just take medication to, solve a problem you need to be continuously working on yourself to actually be able to you know improve so in my day-to-day -day, the thing that i absolutely have to do for myself is like you said i i like reading i have to take time to read and that's what brings me back down to okay this is where i am i'm grounded i'm situated um one of the things that atomic habits actually mentions is um, focusing on just being 1% better. It doesn't seem like a whole lot, but if you're doing 1% better every day, it accumulates and it, it grows and it, it feels good. So even at the end of the day, if I feel like I didn't get a whole lot done, well, I made my bed, I read my book, and I worked with my team. I love it. And yeah. I, I, my guess is if you've done those things, even if it's not a perfect day, it was still a good day, right? Oh, yeah. I love it. James, what are your thoughts, man? Well, I can't read. So um, reading is not, not just playing. Um, I thought you were an Air Force, not Marines. Sorry. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but no, I I were, um, I guess one of the things that grounds me, uh, I don't even know if it's so much that um, just keep, I have to work out every day um, on the weekends. Um, I take that time off and I spend with my family, but, um, I mean, one of the things that helps me continue, um, is just the personal development, working out, learning. I love learning. So I'm always looking forward to the next thing that I can learn. I know that looking forward, sometimes you miss the things that are in the moment, but, um, I try to take advantage of both, um, keep that, growth in mind but 
learn as much as I can from every situation. Um, and there's always something to learn. So um, I got a lot of useless information in my noggin. Um, part of it. But I'm always looking for more. Um, but I think the thing that kind of refreshes me, lets me, gets me on the right mindset um, is just working out and just being able to work out and feel accomplished um, and just at the end of the night, spend time with my family. I love that. Um, and I think there's there's one thing about that that I think a lot of people don't realize. Um, it took me a long time to realize this. And I'm actually, it's becoming a goal of mine as well. Um, part of overall health is mental health, right? Your head's got to be in the right spot. Otherwise, the rest of this stuff is very, very difficult, if even possible, right? And so a lot of times we become, again, if, if this theory is true, that intentionality can be the differentiator between being a victim of something or having control over it, then maybe there's an answer to this too. And what I've learned um, in various health struggles that I've had over my life is that actually exercise is huge, right? The act of going out there and lifting heavy weights, not just walking for 45 minutes around the mall like this, that's good, right? But actually allowing your body to lift heavy weights and push your body and actually get in shape, it does wonders for your brain. Um, it's said that doing that, sometimes even if you start with like a, uh, a brisk run, starting from the foundations, the amount of endorphins and connections that happen in the neuroreceptors in your brain uh, will drastically increase your ability for decision making, right? Start lifting heavy weights and the signals that it sends to your body and the growth hormones that it sends to start rejuvenating and re re bringing back health. A lot of people don't realize the value in that. So I think, James, you know, you may actually in the time that you have when you're going to the gym, that may actually be serving as more of than just a stress reliever, right? In your time off, you're probably giving your body the nutrients and the and the and the uh, refreshment that it needs to keep going. So I think that that's something that people should really keep in mind. There's, you know, making sure you take care of yourself um, is really important. What's the airplane people say, right? Put your mask on first. And sometimes you got to be willing to take care of yourself so you can, you know, help people up. Two people laying down, it's hard to help each other up. Um, but if somebody gets up first and is willing to stand, it's a lot easier to reach down and bring somebody up with you. Um, so I would throw that out there as well. Um, so I guess one of the things we can start to wrap up on is this, right? You, Carlin, you talked about the value of having a good team, right? Um, for those who don't know, all of us here are on a team. We're on the same team. Um, Actually, Samir just commented. Did he really? <laughs> Samir, what's going on, buddy? So, uh, uh, Samir is another gentleman who's on the team. Uh, Samir just may be joining us next week as well. Um, but that being said, right, you guys know we talk about this all all the time. Character, integrity, having the right people in your life is 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 it's very very important. It's non-negotiable. Um, I personally think that we got a really really special team. I don't think we have a good team. I don't think we have a great team. I think we have a special team, um, as 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 noted here by the Green Heart. Um, <laughs> So let's do that. We'll start with Carlin and James. In, in all seriousness, keep it raw. You know, I, I know we're all here, right? But let's just keep it as real as possible. Talk about the team, right? Talk about our team and talk about, you know, how that's what kind of a difference that's made um, and maybe use it as a frame of reference or some encouragement for some people who maybe aren't on a team or are wondering if that's the right path for them. Um, well, for starters, like I could be in a really bad mindset in the morning. And if I wake up, I'm like, oh man, today I actually let myself take a 15 minute nap. That was great. Um, 
but I, I woke up and was like, oh man, it's, it's almost time for our meeting. And I always look forward to that because, you know, it's either me and Peyton or me and Samir that are on at 11. And so I kind of get to sit and talk with one of them or both of them for a little bit and, you know, have a conversation, get to know each other more. Um, and it's nice because, you know, it's not just a team anymore. Like you guys are my family. I've known you guys for like, what, a couple months, but sure. it's, it's raw. Like I can rely on you guys for literally anything versus people that I've known my entire life where I could be like, Hey man, I'm stuck in New Hampshire with no way home. They're like, Oh, what are you going to do? I don't know. I was hoping you might have some suggestions. <laughs> How to get home out. from New Hampshire. Well, you start with college and start then you study college, bugs. Learn some bugs. Uh, <laughs> plant some water. Pistachios. And don't forget the learn pistachios. some stuff about pistachios because those are not in New Hampshire. Um, but I could, I could call someone I've known my entire life and it would be a useless endeavor and chances are I'd probably hear a lot more complaints about their life than any way of getting out of a situation I'm in versus where I could call one of you guys and be like, Hey, so I'm stuck. Guess where <laughs> within. Yeah. Samir, I got a guy, but he probably does got a guy <laughs> in New does. Hampshire of all places. He, he got a guy. It, you definitely does. Not a he was probably question. in a commercial. So. Yeah, there, it's, he's probably going to bring his Ferrari to New Hampshire and drive me to go meet Drake. Um, <laughs> in, in, in a Snuggie. All, in a all snuggie. Yeah. He'll bring you a Snuggie, too, so you're warm. I, I, would, I would expect it, honestly, because that's just the kind of people that our team is, is that not only are they going to make sure I get home, but they're going to make sure I get home in a Snuggie, too. So <laughs> I'm warm and I'm taken care of. And that's been one of the biggest driving forces is just like this, like there's a whole lot of like uncertainty in the world, in life, in, you know, in real estate, you could, you know, sign a contract, you could lose a contract. Like there's just really no certainty with what anything's going to do anytime. And um, the one thing that I am certain about is that you guys got my back and Aww. Oh, don't. <laughs> so that that's kind of like my driving force, a hard day, rough mindset. I know that you guys are going to be there. And even if I'm in the worst mood possible, just spending a little bit of time with you, just, it changes the whole day. So I love it. I love that very much. James, what are your thoughts? And I'm going to go grab something that I want to show everybody while you're talking. Is it your dog? No. <laughs> don't show him those pictures. Those are personal. <laughs> Just playing. Um, so, um, uh, as the team, um, just being able to work with people that are going to hold you accountable personally, professionally, um, and just be there for each other. Um, I've, for, I may be in the military and it's a whole team sport type deal, like war team sport. Um, but, I've always been kind of like lone wolf mentality. I want to do everything myself. Um, I'm really competitive and I want to be the flipping best, the best and I want to be the best of the best. Um, and I want to do it myself. I don't want anyone helping me. Um, but as I've 
grown and uh, grown and I, I've learned that having a team, um, it started with her, just having someone there to, to push you um, and to work with you and pick up the slack that you're lacking um, or places that you might not be the best at, someone else can help. Um, it's really open my, I, I think that I wouldn't be anywhere without having a team um, or having that team mentality. And the team that I'm on right now is just killer. Right now it's going to be forever. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's the team is the best of the best. Um, Going the, nowhere. The, the people that I get the privilege. I mean, you guys, I get this, I get the privilege of seeing every day. Um, and it just makes my days better. It pushes me to be better. And if I can't do something, I know that one of y'all probably, one of y'all can. And if not, one of y'all know somebody that can. And just being able to be there for each other, provide value, and at the end of the day, have each other's best interests in mind is just something that is beyond working by yourself or um, just having that lone wolf mentality. It's it serves no purpose. That's yeah, what. it really, it, you, you need somebody. You know, I love that. I was talking, I was having a conversation with somebody last night, completely unrelated, but they were talking about this same topic. <clears throat> and their struggle was they felt like admitting that they needed somebody else was them enhancing the fact that they didn't have the confidence that they could do it on their own, right? Because their struggle was they've always felt like they needed someone. They've never given themselves the benefit of the doubt um, to be able to say, no, you can do this. You got this, right? Um, and so for some people, I could definitely see how joining a team environment could be a little bit, you know, it, it's a little difficult because you're like, well, if I keep doing that, I'm always relying on somebody else. Um, and my response to him was this, because there is a point where you have to be willing and able to at least try to stand on your own. But this is what I said to him. I said, look, the reality is I don't care how good of a fighter I am. If I know I'm going to be in a big brawl and Mike Tyson has the opportunity to be on my corner, I want Mike Tyson in my corner, right? <laughs> having Mike Tyson on my team is not a reflection of me not having confidence in my skills. It's just a reflection. It's a reflection of my confidence in his, right? And those things are not mutually exclusive. We got to be willing to accept that just because you think you need somebody else, that doesn't mean you have a lack of confidence in yourself. It just means that you realize that there's value in having somebody in your corner. There's value in a squad. There's value in a team. One can go fast, but two can go far, right? A good team can go the distance. And it's always the right way. And on top of that, it's usually funner to be able to have somebody to be able to share that with. You share the wins with them, right? You share the yeah. struggles because you're not going through it. And then if you're lucky, you get a really delicate dude who wears Snuggies to work, right? And that, that's <laughs> Right. He's not here, so I can say that, right? Because he, he jumps out of the live. But um. <laughs> I think the, the, the key thing you said there, too, is good team. Because there's a difference between being on a team and them doing everything for you. And then there's a difference between a, a, them being on a, a good or great team where they're going to hold you accountable and push you to grow and do things for yourself. So, yep. I mean, 
it all depends on the type of team. Yeah, but. and so choosing the right team, just like choosing the right partners, that is the, the 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 one of the big you know decision makers there. So Peyton and Lucy on the same talk, topic, the value of the team, you know, your experience being on this team, what's that been like for you? What are your thoughts on that? Has it been worth it, right? Or does it make you say, you know what, maybe this is better going it alone? What are your thoughts? Keep it real. No lying, Peyton. I know you have you know, habit <laughs> of saying the truth. Just kidding. No, Peyton's like one of the nicest, calmest, most tranquil dude ever. So we always try to make fun of him. Be like, dude, Peyton, stop cussing. Trying to get it right. Everybody, right? <laughs> He's just always throwing around profanities. He's randomly F-bombs for no reason. Yeah, you know me too well. Um, <laughs> it's all a mask. See, there it is. Um, no, I think what James just said is exactly right. Um, finding the right team. I I was conflicted. I knew I needed a team for quite a long time. But what I had trouble with is how do I find the right team? How do I be a part of a team? And I, what the answer really is, is connect with people. Like build relationships, take an interest in people. Um, be, you know, ready to, to help others. And, you know, that's eventually what led to being on this team. And I mean, it's, it's exactly what you guys have said. Like there's someone to, we, we have all of the pieces in place to, to get the job done. And outside of that, we build each other up. And like you said, celebrating wins together, um, lifting each other up, pushing each other up when, you know, things maybe don't go like you hoped. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's if you don't have a team, get one. I love it. Lucy? Well, I'll just say before I had joined Peyton in the business, I actually, like I mentioned at the beginning, I was kind of wrapping up my last business. And one of the things that I actually realized that I wanted and prayed about was I really want to be a part of a team. <laughs> like that is what I am craving right now. It's just like a close knit community. And I, that wasn't even like on our radar at the time. Like you Peyton wasn't like that wasn't a thing. But um, you know, through the course of the last few months, it happened. And I always thought that it was going to happen through us building a team, like, because I'm an entrepreneur, I just thought, well, if I want a team, I have to build it myself. And so it's just really amazing. And honestly, just an answered prayer for me that we now are part of this amazing team. And I'm just so happy to be a part of it. I love it. Um, I really, really love that, guys. And I, I appreciate the sentiments. Um on that regard, because obviously, you know, that's a reflection of all of us, right? Um, myself included. And it means a lot, right? Because I think when you're putting together a team and you want to have a group of people, you want everybody to have this same feeling and commitment, right? Because, you know, unfortunately, you don't know people until you go through stuff together, right? Um, and when you hear this, it just gives you that much more peace of mind to know that it doesn't matter when stuff happens. Like Carla said, we know that at least for this group, right? For, for for because finding the right group is important for our group right we know we got each other's backs and i think that makes a big difference 
Um, so as we wrap up tonight, you know, I really, really appreciate that you guys have taken the time to come out here and share your kind of personal journey in all of this, right? Because like I said, at the beginning, this, this is going to be, you know, these podcasts, this conversation is much less deal oriented and it's life oriented, right? It's about talking about the journeys that we all experience in our own ways. Um, so the final question that I'm going to throw out to you guys, and we'll start with you, uh, Lucy and Peyton, what's your advice for anybody who's out there right now? And they're looking to start, you know, a journey of entrepreneurship, a journey in real estate or really any journey at all. And they're wondering, does it make sense to do this with my partner, my spouse, my significant other? Um, or should I separate those parts of my business? Do I, you know, don't do business with family like they say, right? Um, do I go about it on my own or do I find a team? Right. I know that's two separate questions, but to the best of your ability, feel free to answer them together or independently. What's your advice to someone who's on the fence right now or someone who's maybe in that scenario? They've made the decision and maybe they're having a little bit of a struggle. They're not having the same experience that we might be having right now. What's your advice to them? Get on a team. I mean, <laughs> don't don't try to do it alone. Um, that team including your spouse your close family your friends i think that's going to depend on who it who you're talking to and your relationship and your ability to set expectations and your ability to continue to communicate as you build that together um i mean sure it it can it can be it can be challenging um but if you can communicate effectively, then I think it it can elevate you. Yeah, I I agree. Don't try to do it alone. Um, whether that's you know bringing your partner or spouse on, or finding a team to plug into, or finding a friend to partner up with. But I mean, like you said, there's just so much power in getting connected with other people. Um, my personal opinion is that there's no one better to work with than your spouse because, um, you know, it, it can be challenging at times like we've discussed, but ultimately you're so aligned, um, or at least we are aligned in our vision for what we're trying to accomplish that you're just not going to find that in someone who's not your spouse. That's my opinion, but obviously everyone, everyone is different, but whoever you choose to partner with just like Peyton said keep the lines of communication open and I think that you can be really successful in that I love that um and I think that's a good point right you know and we didn't really go into this because I think it's a, it's an entire conversation in itself but you know part of the 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 tenets of having a good team or a good relationship period is good communication and I think that just like if you, you know, if you get a flat tire, you're driving down the road, you go to the tire shop, they're going to check a couple of things, right? Because there's only usually a couple causes of a flat tire, right? It's either not put on wrong, um, the tire doesn't fit, or there's a hole somewhere that needs to get plugged, right? And usually in relationships, it's kind of that simple, right? Either it's just not the right fit, uh, either there's something wrong with the way that this is working out, or there's a hole something going on that needs to get addressed. And a lot of times, you know, that hole or those 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 issues that need to get mended can just be done by the willingness to have a good conversation, 
to communicate. Set upfront contracts as to the way you like to communicate and be communicated with and make sure you guys are on the same page because you guys might be both amazing people. Your team may be full of amazing people who all just communicate differently, right? Sometimes it's not a right or wrong. It's just a different situation, right? Um, you know, and sometimes it's yourself. Sometimes you got to look in the in the mirror, right? A lot of times, you know, instead of looking to solve the problem, we're looking to win. And that's not a good recipe, right? You We listen with the intent to respond instead of listening with the, the intent to understand when you're communicating with someone listen with the intent to understand let the response come later don't worry about response don't be formulating a response while they're talking just listen hear them out process that then respond these little things can really really play a factor in the success or failure of a team and a relationship in my opinion and my guess is if you think of it like a tire, right? And that may not be the most uh, um, the most attractive comparison, but I think that's really what it is. Ask yourself, is this thing on right? Is this the right size? Is this the right fit? Or is there a hole somewhere I got to correct? Um, and the best way, since we're talking about books, extreme ownership, right? Look at yourself in the mirror. Start with what could you have done better first? Not them. And then approach the conversation from that perspective. And I promise you this, if you approach the conversations with who's going to do the better, better job of taking responsibility and making sure the problem's solved rather than who's going to prove the better point and win the argument, you'll be surprised at how many situations can be resolved. Um, but that's a whole different podcast in and of itself, <laughs> talking about communication and resolving those things. Um, that being said, uh, to wrap up with you guys, James and Carlin, what are your thoughts on this for somebody? What's your advice to somebody who's out there who's on a team that's struggling in a, on, you know, working with a, a partner and it's not working out or they're not sure if they should go down this journey with their 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 their, their partner or uh, finding a team because they're scared. Of, they're scared is not going to go. Well. What's your advice to them? I, I was going to say communication, honestly. Um, that, and then that paying for your thunder? literally any relationship i mean friends spouse kids that can talk um <laughs> being able to healthily communicate something is going to make a big difference in in the way you hear things and the way you see things is there's going to be times where someone's going to say hey i think you um hey you read my text wrong you got defensive and then at that point you oh you're right. Maybe I did get a little bit defensive. I'm sorry. So being able to openly hear what people are saying, but also being able to admit you don't know something, or maybe you misunderstood something, or something got communicated wrong, um, that's a big play in not just a like a marital relationship, but in a team relationship. And so I think being able to find a way to develop your communication skills is going to be the biggest thing that you can do for yourself and for everyone else around you. I love yeah. it. Um, I agree with all, all three of them. Um, and I agree with you also, Lucy, the best partner or best team member you're ever going to find is going to be your spouse. But um, there's different teams for different things, right? So um, the, the team that you work with, sometimes it's not going to be your spouse. Sometimes it's just not, it's not an option because, well, everyone has different values. Um, and, you know, if your spouse just so happens to not find the same value in what you're doing, um, then they're probably not going to be the best partner. And that's okay. Um, as long as, you know, support, 
they're they you support each other you're a good team at at home and you support each other then that's still a good team um but you do need to find someone that you can work with someone that you know you click with um to be able to work with and progress um um business-wise or work-wise or whatever you're doing you need somebody in different aspects of your life that's going to build you up and it doesn't always have to be the same team you don't have to pick one team and be like all right you guys are going to help me with everything um, <laughs> except that's what we did i mean yeah we pretty much <laughs> uh, from the sounds of it uh peyton and lucy are on the same page as we are i mean um it, sometimes you get lucky and you just you find the one that you can be on the same team for everything and it just works out, but that's not always the case uh, for everybody. Someone's soulmate might not be the one that's going to push them to progress um, professionally um, that they need and that's okay. Um, but just like Lucy Payton and Carlin were saying, you need to find that team, um, whatever, wherever it's at and whoever it is. Um, but I'm, I mean, we're just thankful that we found the team we did and extremely blessed. And we hope that everyone else finds the same success. But it's just what I what how I feel about it. No, I love that, man. And and here's the thing, right? Maybe it is an element of you guys being lucky or being fortunate that you found each other and there's those similarities. But it goes back to what we were saying earlier. That's not enough by itself. That wouldn't have been enough. It's the intentionality and the, and the willingness to do the work to make it work. Uh, that you guys are sitting here right now, right? Because you guys probably could have taken different different paths and not be sitting next to each other on the screen right now. You guys could be doing two completely different things, right? So to James's point, as he's probably yelling at his children, um, <laughs> this is what parenting uh, while you're working looks like, everybody, in case you didn't know, right? <laughs> go go to bed. Put your sister's face down. Sorry, I just had to just had to cuss a little bit. We we got a pull today, and you it's really good. He's just like very yes, excited. I would imagine. Um, so I love that. That's what we see every day with Peyton on Zoom, guys. Just so you know, that's what they, that it's just it's an everyday thing. We try to tell them to calm down. It's a lot. It's okay. Anger management's next. We're we're bringing in the professional. It'll be a thing, right? That white mic you see, we've seen it thrown across the room a million times. like the third. I'm surprised it's in one piece. It really, it really. Is. It's a little dented, but a little dented. For anybody who doesn't know, we're completely joking, but it's going to be yes, hundred percent. <laughs> Um, that being said, yeah, I think that it is, you know, to, to, to James's point, right? If you love making plastic clowns and your spouse happens to be terrified of clowns, maybe they don't join the clown business with you and they support you in another way, right? But other than that, find a, made it, a way to make it work um, and be intentional in the process. Um, and the rest should work itself out as long as you're willing to do the work. Is that like a fair summary, you guys? What do you think? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, guys, I think we made it to the end of our podcast <laughs> all by ourselves. We did it. Right? <laughs> I think Jonah supervised for a little bit. He may have. He may have. Been in there. He's in a different time zone. So he probably woke up in the middle of the night. With, like, you know, with terror <laughs> sweats. Oh, my God. <laughs> charge. What do I do? That's he made a physical right. comment right about that time where you well that was more along like 615 ish. You might not have heard. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, but that I being said, I, 
it is a recording. He'll watch it one way or the other, and he'll give us his <laughs> feedback. Um, but that being said, guys, um, thank you both. Thank you all for coming in here and uh, being willing to be vulnerable and, and just kind of share y'all's truths and experiences with us. Um, my hope and my belief is that it's going to be helpful to quite a few different people. Um, and hopefully it lends a little bit of advice and confidence as to the journey that they're all on, that we're all on in life and figuring out how to navigate this uh, and navigate it not alone. Uh, so I appreciate you guys coming in here and sharing that. For everybody who's watching, I hope you guys enjoyed and were able to extract at least a little bit of value in these conversations so that you can use what you heard um, as a resource in your journey going forward, right? Because again, you know, this it's not going to happen unless you make it happen. And hopefully you can take some of this information and advice to do exactly that. Um, to Jonah, if you made it this far, which I'm pretty sure you did, I hope. <laughs> hope we did you proud if not i've already got the angry texts um and i will share those for everybody who wants to see them in my next live because technically he left me for next week so you guys are going to see all of the angry texts next week if you want to see jonah cuss me out come back next week thursday 5 p.m pacific time and i'll show you exactly how it went uh, but that being said what's that said at least it's not paid in at least it's not paid in. Yeah, not this time next time um but that being said guys <laughs> Thank you all for coming out here. Uh, for everybody who's watching, who's uh, um, who's uh, a follower of all of the things that Jonah's doing, hopefully we did Jonah proud here. Um, if you guys have any questions or comments, reach out to Jonah, reach out to myself, reach out to any of those people. That's my in Instagram right here. Um, if you guys want to post your Instagram or any ways to connect with you guys um, into the comment, you know, please go ahead and throw that out there for anybody um, to connect with. Um, and guys, you know, on this journey, make good choices, find good people to make the journey with. Um, and if you don't have anybody to, to, to connect with, reach out to us and we're happy to point you in the right direction. We hope that this was, again, information that's valuable to you once again next week, Thursday night. Five o'clock Pacific time. I will be back here with a couple of other members um, of, of, but maybe even my team and maybe some other teams. And we're going to continue this conversation on how to be better in life, how to be better in business, and maybe even how to be better in real estate. Hope you guys enjoyed. Hope you guys have an amazing week, an amazing weekend. Samir thinks it's the best episode yet. Honestly, I may agree as well. Can we get some votes? Let's get some votes. Who thinks this is the best episode yet? Jonah, if I don't hear you on your Instagram saying it's the best episode yet, uh, we're going to have to have a conversation. See you guys next week, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Same place, same channel. Have a great weekend, guys. Love y'all. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.